Coming up on this pre-season special, we're taking a look at how our teams are shaping up for the new season. We also have a look at some of the other big transfers and that's our season predictions as well. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this pre-season special of View from the Sideline podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here as well. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, faring up okay. Looking forward to the new season, which starts, what, in a week? Uh, just under a week? Not far away. You support. I think they, there's, is there a game on Friday? And it runs right through to Monday, I think. Well, so. I don't know who the first game is, actually. No, I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that for it. I know Chelsea playing on Sunday at half four. So. And Burnley yeah. Man City BBC app is reliably telling me Burnley Man City is the first game on Friday at eight o'clock. So as of recording, yeah, five days. Five days. Yeah, days seems the gap seems quite short, doesn't it? This this time it around, does. obviously they. They ended a bit later than usual, didn't they? So it yeah. hasn't felt hasn't felt the same. But um, yeah, so we're gonna um, look into, I guess, how Chelsea and Aston Villa are sort of shaping up for the new season. Um, I think have Villa finished all their friendlies now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. We played um, Valencia at the weekend and won two one, and we played Lazio as well a couple of days before and won quite comfortably. Actually, Lovely. I think it was three um, nil. But we've been playing away from our own stadium because it's under renovation. So oh, uh, I think we played pre-season games at Walsall Stadium, so that was fun. <laughs> fun to host Lazio. Lazio at the Banksy Stadium or whatever it's called now. So, yeah, but we've done well. We've had a good pre-season. How, how's Chelsea's gone? I haven't seen all yeah, the results. Not too bad, not too bad. They won a trophy, um, but I'm not going to celebrate it like a Tottenham fan. <laughs> um, yeah, they won, like, I can't remember what it was called, like the over in America Premier League. Aston Villa were a part of that. What was it, what was it called? I can't remember what it's called now. I remember that. Villa were uh, summer. It wasn't, yeah, Premier League Summer Cup or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like that. But they they won it. Chelsea won it. Uh, I think they won three and lost. Uh, no, won three and drew. They drew Newcastle, um, but they beat Fulham and Brighton and Brentford. I think it was that they played. Um, they didn't play Villa, which is weird because Villa were in it, but they never played each other. But um, yeah, yeah, they won. We, we, we were second. Yes, because we, we played. At the table now. We played for because you drew three three with Brentford, I think, and then if Chelsea won, beat Fulham, they were going to win it. A draw would have meant that you would have won it. So um, yeah, no, so. All, all looking good. I mean, as good as it, I mean, I don't, I don't see it getting any worse than uh, than last season. Um, but it's a tricky game to start with. I mean, it's at home, but Liverpool. I mean, they they are just as a 
much of a bad season than Chelsea did. I mean, they've managed to get into Europe, which I guess is the, the bonus for them. But, um, yeah, tricky game to start. We get we have that game, and then we've got about four or five games where you, you on paper you'd probably see us win. We've got Luton, Forest, Burnley as well. So, fingers crossed. But I guess we can... Look into now into some of the sign-ins that each team have made. We'll probably go with you first, <laughs> Villa, because yeah, there's, there's quite a f- quite a few on on my end. Um, not so much in, but there's a lot of players that have left. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what's what's it looking like for for Villa? Well, we'll start with the levers. Um, no major surprises, really. No one. Big has, has left, particularly Nakamba's made his move to Luton permanent, which I expected to happen. He did well for them uh, in their promotion push, and obviously with them coming up, it made sense. Um, Ashley Young didn't renew his contract. I don't know whether we offered him a new deal. I hope we did, uh, because I think a lot of Villa fans wanted him to stay. And, but instead, he's gone to Everton for free. And the only real transfer of note, we've, I mean, we've loaned out quite a few people. Uh, Jed, Jed Steer has been released I don't think he's found another club yet but Villa fans will always appreciate what he did in the promotion bid but Big Wes has finally left that's <laughs> probably the headline from our transfer window um, unfortunately for him injuries have really put an end to his Villa career he just found a bit of form and then I think he broke his leg in a couple of places and he just hasn't been the same since so yeah he's gone to Stoke for free so quite an expensive player for us really uh, yeah cost us quite a little bit in the year that we got promoted and he's been with us ever since really but uh, I think we've I, I don't know whether we cancelled the last year of his contract for him to go for free but um, we've certainly not got any money returned for him so but yeah hopefully he finds a bit of form at Stoke in the championship that might be just what he needs to get a bit of confidence again and um, yeah get back among the goals so um, yeah no real headlines with players leaving, to be honest. I don't think there are any particular surprises there, but players in, I think we've done all right. I don't know what you think, Chris. Yeah, no, I've I've seen <laughs> I've seen your list. Um, new defender. Yeah, Paul Torres. I mean, there was, it was only sort of a year or two ago that he was being linked with some of the big clubs in the Premier League. Yeah, um, yeah he comes hot. Highly rated, obviously worked under Emery before, I think, um, bringing him in from Villarreal for uh, just over 30 million, I think it was. So uh, probably did need a centre-back. I think Mings and Concer did look a little bit leaky at times last year. Yeah. So it was high on the priority list, I think. Um, Tielemans on a free as well, being, I think, I mean, quite bar- a bargain. Bargain, really, for free, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's um, not really much risk with, with bringing him in for that. I mean, last season, I don't think we saw the best of him by any means. He kind of down tools. We didn't want to be there, did he? I mean, they, they rejected he, a 40 million bid, didn't they, for, from Arsenal he, yeah. last year? So. Yeah, and he clearly tried to force a move that um, Leicester weren't having. So his attitude wasn't great. Um, and I think... With a free transfer, you sort of mitigate that risk a little bit. I mean, if, yeah. if his attitude is rubbish, we've not lost anything other than his wages. But so far in pre-season, he looks like the Telemans that Leicester first signed. 
um, and hopefully he can keep that up the rest of the season. If he can, that will be a bargain. Um, and then finally, the only other real major signing is Moussa Diaby, who I don't yeah. know to think about, but is quite highly rated by a yeah. lot of people, and he looked very good in pre-season. He was a bit absent, I think, in the Valencia game that we won, but in a couple of the Premier League series games after he joined, and certainly against um, Lazio, I think it was, he was probably our standout player. So, yeah, I think a good window overall, maybe one or two more people needed, just because I'm thinking squad size and being in Europe, we could probably do with another one or two people. Um, or either that or he's going to be reliant on our young players coming through, which I guess you have to hit the squad registration. Yeah, uh, I mean... For talent. So he might be reliant on that. But yeah, I, I, I haven't seen any more rumours for us, put it that way. No, Diaby's a good signing. I mean, I saw him in one of... I've seen him in one of your highlights um, for a few of your pre-season games. He looks really quick. He does. Um, he looks dangerous as well going forward. So I think um, you know, he, he's a good sign. It, it feels to me that your transfer window is, is being quite successful. I'd say you you bought yourself a defender, a midfielder, and a winger. Um, yeah. And you know, with no disrespect to your other players in those positions, but it, it's upgrades, isn't it? It's not like that you've Certainly. you know. There's- Torres is certainly an upgrade. DRB, we needed a winger anyway. Um, and looking at his goal record in the Bundesliga, he's hit double figures for the last uh, three years. Uh, well, sorry, that's in all competitions. But yeah, um, my only sort of question mark is over Tielemans because I think last season our centre midfield um, unit was probably one of our strong points. You know, Douglas yeah. Suiz was player of the year. McGinn is our captain. Aaron Ramsey, uh, Aaron Ramsey, the brother, Jacob Ramsey, um, young player of the year and probably our standout talent from the academy at the moment. I don't, I, Tielemans will probably start, I'd imagine, but I don't know who comes out to let Tielemans in because I don't see us dropping the captain. So it's going to be either Ramsey or Louise. I think that's harsh on either, um, if Tielemans gets ahead of them, but. We need it. We need it's a good. It's a good problem to have. It's a problem that we've not had for a long time. It's competition for places. We're in four competitions this year with obviously all the cuts and the league and with Europe. So they're going to get plenty of game time come what may. But it'll be interesting to see who starts in that area. I think in the first game of the season. I think. I think Louise is one of your more surprising players last year. I mean, yeah. he, he in the games that I saw, I thought he was really solid, to be fair. And if you're ever short of a striker, you got Ezra Conser at the back as well. Oh, yeah. uh, and I mean, he can he can just run the full length of the pitch and score. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think he scored many goals like that. Handling is in Alan. And uh, yeah, running the length of the field to score, um, not something he's particularly known for. But um, yeah, he'll he'll obviously be one of the people fighting for his place because I think that place is very much up for grabs next to Torres. We've got yeah. Diego coming back from injury. 
So he'll be in with a, a shout of starting, and obviously with Mings and Konsa, um, that's four quality centre halves. And even in pre-season, Emery's taken to put in at least one of them at fullback rather than putting them at centre back. So we might see a little shift. Maybe Mings will go to left back. Maybe Konsa will go to right back um, just to get them in the side. But it, it's good to have options, isn't it? Because yeah. um, otherwise. An injury. Um, I mean, we've only really got Matty Cash as a right back. We haven't signed another one, so an injury to him could be quite costly. But if we've got Conser who can cover and then obviously go and score after a sixty-yard run, that would be ideal. So, yeah. Hmm. Very good, shaping up quite nicely. Uh, we'll move over to Chelsea now. Um, so. Um, whew, do I, well, I'll start with the the outs. So we be here a while. Yeah, we could be here a while. I mean, I just worked my way through the list. So you got Kai Havertz to Arsenal, sixty five million. I think it's a fair price for a player. I, I never, I never really understood his best position at the club. I've seen him play yesterday in the Community Shield and I still couldn't understand where his best position is. Yeah. Uh, Kovacic, uh, for 30 million. Uh, yeah, I, uh, quite shame to see him go because he, he had glimpses, uh, of, you know, real quality, but obviously not enough. I mean, Loftus Cheek, he's been on the fringes, hasn't he, for a while, um, but, you know, he's got a good chance at AC Milan to get, you know, his career going again. But I mean, maybe yeah. yeah, they got a far bloody team because they got Pulisic as well. Yeah. Never really got the ground running. He got injured and and never really recovered from that. I mean, we sold him for like nearly just under 19 million. So we have lost quite a bit on him. I mean, I guess the one that everyone was probably most shocked by was Mason Mount. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, obviously his contract was going to run out next season. But, you know, you just always got the sense that he would be at Chelsea for a, a lot longer. But, you know, mm-hmm. 60 million talks, I guess, and... Again, it's a pretty good price. I mean, the amount that we've made is probably absolutely staggering. I, I hadn't even touched on the the Saudi players yet either. Um, so yeah, it's, it's about two hundred million just on those players alone. Yeah. So not so bad, is it? Ethan Ampadu, long-serving player at the club, but just really never played for us. One of those loanees. He's gone to Leeds. You've got Koulibaly and Mendy. Again, Koulibaly, only, he was there for one season, but I did, we had better options. Mendy, yeah. I was quite surprised by. Um, yeah, me too. He was out of favour last season. He got injured at the World Cup, and then he never really got his place back, and I guess that they decided that they were going to get someone else in. Aubameyang, not surprised by. Mm-hmm. Um as for Laqueta, again, has to probably be up there with one of the best Premier League signings of all time. Yeah. 
yeah. paid seven million for him, which is yeah. crazy to think how many games that he played for us, and he's he's literally won everything at the club, yeah. at club level. He, he he you couldn't win anything more than what he's done. I mean, he's gone to Atletico Madrid, Golo Kante, not surprised. Um, didn't really play at all. I, I thought I thought you'd do more of a an effort to keep him. Yeah, I I just, he just he couldn't stay and, fit last season. That was the problem. Yeah. Um. Raman, another one of those players that we signed, sent out on loan for about six seasons. He's gone. Bakayoko. Hmm. Yeah. Couldn't even sell him, so they released him. <laughs> And uh, one of the other he ones is um, Datro Fofana, another one that we signed last season, has gone to Union Berlin on loan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you actually look at it on paper, that's a, a lot of players that have gone. Yeah, but then and that doesn't take into account a lot of youngsters that have, have left for free yeah, or gone out on loan. But we had a, a really... We had an overcrowded squad. That was the problem. We signed so many players in January, but we didn't get rid of enough. Um, so it looks like, you know, Pochettino's gone in there, probably had his say on a, a few of these to say, you know, mm. what they'd be doing. He obviously has his own sort of vision, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so that was the outs. Not so many ins, but there's a few... Um, some money spent here. So you've got um, Axel de Sassi from Monaco, defender. I'm going to but, say I haven't heard of him before this. Yeah. I don't I know mean, about him, but he's... Not seen him. He's been... He's, I think he said he played every minute for Monaco last season at centre-back. And he was at the World Cup for France as well, but he didn't play. Um, that was thirty eight million. Now this one I'm quite excited about because he's had a good preseason, Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal um for mm. thirty million. Um in the games that I've seen pre season he looks looks really good. And he's a striker that we desperately needed. Again with Nkunku, I mean he was already signed in December but he waited until um July to sign. But again from what I've seen in pre season he got injured in pre season and he could be out for a couple of months, so I mean that's not great. Great way to start, I guess. Um Kendry Paez from Interpende. Um he can't actually sign for us until May twenty twenty five because he's not old enough yet. <laughs> he's only sixteen at the moment. So May twenty twenty five he'll join. Uh Robert Sanchez from Brighton, twenty five yeah. million. Um Excited by that because it's someone who can um, who can fight with Kepa for the, for, for the number one spot. Um, I still think Kepa will be first choice. But we'll have to see. Sanchez has been signed for the bench. I think he's been signed for backup. Yeah, for cover. <laughs> I just, I just. I don't know. The thing is with Kepa, he, I don't know. I mean, he got saved of the season last, 
last year for that save against Villa. Um, Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he is a very, very good keeper. I think the, the, the issue for him was the amount of money that he joined for. I think that put a lot of pressure on him. Yeah, and it was a well, wasn't it, for a goalkeeper at the time? Yeah, and then when Mendy came in, he was almost resigned to the bench. But then he had a couple of good performances, and he was back at number one. So, you know, I can't fault the effort for him. But yeah, I, I, I think he's still be. I still think they'll go with Kepa. <clears throat> oh God, some of the names that we signed. You go. Yeah, Come on, mate. I was going to say you've got a lot of goalkeepers in the squad. Um, just looking through the list. Yeah, they're about to loan out Selena from what I understand. Oh, okay. So he is going out on Made his international debut, I think, this year. So I was he wondering did, he whether did. he out. He, he, uh, I think I'm right to say he didn't actually concede a goal in the Gold Cup. Up until the semi-final, I don't think, or final, something like that. Um, anyway, Ugo Chukwu from Wren. Yeah. 23 and a half million a defensive midfielder, but there is talks of him going out on loan to Strasbourg. Um, Strasbourg are going to be the new Vitesse, by the way, because the guy that owns Chelsea ah. bought them. He's bought Strasbourg, so... If you see a lot of our players going to Strasbourg, that's why. Um, we we tried to do something similar with, um, uh, uh, I think they were Victoria in Portugal. Okay, Portugal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately for us, they also qualified for Europe, which is against the rules. So we had <laughs> right. to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, it didn't quite work out. I think we qualified for Europe maybe sooner than we expected to, but um, yeah, so we our owners had to sell their stake in, in the club, so we couldn't loan anybody uh, else. Right. And then the last two that were, were probably going to be part of the first team squad maybe are Angelo Gabriel from Santos and Diego Morier from Benfica, who both are featured in pre-season and both done pretty well. So... Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of ins and outs. Mm. Um, but from what I've seen in pre-season, I'm, I'm confident that <coughs> Poch can steer us back into Europe. You know, where, where that will be, I'm not too sure. But um, he's he's obviously got a vision of what he wants the team to look like. Um mm. And I think the main thing for him is to to find that formation sooner rather than later, because last year we were just messing around with five and four at the back every other game, and uh, it just got a bit confusing in the end, to be honest with you. So, um, how how has he set you up so far? What's been the general? Four, yeah, four. So, like, I guess you could call it a four. Well, four three three, really. Mm-hmm. Because he's got Enzo, Enzo, obviously Enzo Fernandez has been playing in midfield, but he's been dropping back. But you've got to remember we've got Enzo Fernandez and Gallagher really are hugely known at centre midfield. Um, 
the guy that we bought from you, Chuck, God, I'm going to murder this guy's name. I can't say his name at all. Chuck, Chuck Kwamenka. Yeah, he's he's played quite a few games pre-season. Um, he looks so good on the ball. Uh, look, he's, yeah. He makes he makes everything look very effortless, um, yeah. which is quite a good trait to have. Um, and he can spring forward pretty quickly when needed. So I think we'll be seeing him in and around that first team a lot more this season. Um, because there'll be a lot more room for him now as well. And I felt bad for him because in, in, before we signed all those players in January over Christmas, and the start of New Year, he actually he played like three games in a row, and I thought he was our best player in two of those. Yeah. So he was just unlucky that they bought loads of players, and he just unfortunately found himself working his way down the pecking order, really. But I mean, it it looks again like they've gone down the young sort of route. I mean, yeah. a lot of the players that I just said to you then are. 22 and below um, so yeah, yeah they've obviously got a, a vision of, of building something for the future here um, it might not be instant success but I think they got to keep in mind that they, you know they need to be you know working hard and trying you know just, just to get back into Europe I think next season I think that's going to be the main key I mean it might not be Champions League, but if it's it's something, I think they need. I think they need to finish in that top six at least. Yeah, um, I think the pressure is off for him for Poch. I think, I think he'll have a lot more time. Even if things don't start so well, I think he'll get a lot more time than what part like what Graham Potter got. Yeah, I think he's um, earned it. I think from his, um, from time before, but if he, yeah, I would. I would love for us to win the league first season in his first season at Chelsea. Yeah, um, but I I don't see that happening. I don't. I, I this I think this is going to be a gradual process now. So obviously we finished eleventh, twelfth last season. I think the key now is to get into that top six mm-hmm. and establish it back. Even if we finish sixth next season, the season after, we need to be then going top four. And then, you know, I guess every chairman's, <laughs> every person that owns a football club, they want to win the league. So it'd be stupid of me yeah. to say, you know, that, that, you know, in three, four years' time, they're not going to be wanting to be competing, you know, at that high level. So we'll have to see. I was just, you know, I, I hope it works out for, for Poch because <clears throat> I think he, uh, he deserves to be a, a, a decent London football club for a change. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. there'll be out there that will love that. Um, I, want, just I just want, I want him to win. I want him to win a trophy, and then just any any trophy, right? Just to say that he he was at Tottenham for six, seven years, left, joined the biggest one of their biggest rivals. And won a trophy there in the first season. That 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 would make me happy. Yeah, I'm sure. I am sure it would. I'm sure it would absolutely destroy I'm many many Spurs fans. I'm smiling now, and it's not even happened. But just the thought <laughs> of it happening. 
I feel like a bit like Mr. Burns right now of The <laughs> Simpsons, where he's like concocted a plan and he's like uh, got that massive grin on his face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, unfortunately, bringing back down to earth, I'm looking at the squad and I, I still think he's got work to do. I mean, Lukaku's there still. Hello, uh, he, um, he, he needs to go. I don't, I don't, they just. They're all about him switching with that Vahalovic from Juventus. Yeah. Juventus want like 30, 40 million pounds. And Lukaku. So, but obviously Vahalovic is like 23, I think. So you can kind of see where they're coming from. I think he'll, I can't see Lukaku playing for Chelsea ever again. So. No. I'm just, just uh, looking at the list, you still got Hudson Adoy. He's um, going. He's on Virgil even. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't Fulham. know. He's going to Fulham. Oh, that'd be oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's quite a good signing for that. Yeah. I'm looking at your centre backs, and I'm still thinking if you're playing a back four, you've got Badia Chile, Silva, Shalabar, Fafana, uh, Colwell. Fafana um, is out for the season. Malang, yeah, oh yeah, of course he is injured. He's, yeah. he's, he's done his ACL, so he's out. Yeah, There's, you've got a lot to choose from to um, to narrow it down to playing. Two I think I think Colville will be first choice. You think Colville will be first choice? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have. I don't think he would have signed a new contract with Chelsea had he not had the reassurances that he'd be mm. picked. Um, Silver's a, Thiago Silva's a strange one because he's 38, he'll be 39 yeah. by the time the, the, the season finishes. But when yeah. he doesn't play, we look really vulnerable. So, yeah. I mean, we can't rely on him for another two years. This this will be his last season at Chelsea because he's, I think he's already said that he wants to finish his career in, in Brazil. So this will be yeah. it. Badia Chile is a weird one because when he came, when he was bought in January, I thought he looked really good. He like he played yeah. two or three games and we kept like two or three clean sheets in a round. I thought he looked really good, but then. All of a sudden, he was just out of favour, and he didn't didn't really get looking. Chalabur, uh, I, I don't know. I, too, I many don't mistakes, too many mistakes. Too many mistakes for me. I, I, I'm surprised that he's not. There's been rumours of him leaving, but nothing really concrete. So, yeah, I don't know. I think if the if the right money came in for him, although I. You know, I think for another club, I think he'd do really well, but too yeah. many mistakes. I, I, I'm not a huge fan, if if I'm honest. So, but yeah, going forward, you you've still got. I mean, I know some of these might be leaving. Ziyech has apparently been leaving all summer, but he's still I mean, there. Technically, no one's going to buy him. No one's going to buy him because he's, he's no. medical. <laughs> Tell the medical oh. on Saudi teams. You got Mudrick, obviously Sterling, Broge doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. Madueke doesn't really seem to have featured that much. Um, obviously, you've just signed Jackson, you've signed Nkunku as well. Yeah, there's still, my point is there's still a lot for Pochettino 
to manage. Yeah. I think there's going to be players that are unhappy that they're not starting, and he's going to have to be able to deal with that. Which um, yeah, that, that's yeah. it. We've got such a young squad now, really yeah. young squad. I, uh, there's not a huge amount of experience. I think Kepa's our longest-serving player now. I think. Crazy, apart from maybe, apart from maybe Reese James. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't have James a captain yet either. They haven't decided on the captain. I mean, Reese James has been captaining when he's been starting during pre-season, so I assume that's the way they're going to go with Ian, maybe Silver as the yeah. vice captain. Ian, Ian Matson's been there since 2019. He's played, really, he's one of the he's played really well pre-season. I hope. Be very surprised if they let him go. Uh, yeah, 21 years old. He's been there. He's one of the older players. And then, other than that, it's yeah, Gallagher, Reese James, all the players that have come through the academy, Shalabar yeah. and people like that. So, interesting. Um, it's going to be an interesting. Yeah. I've, I've made my prediction for where they're going to finish. So, so we'll see. Yeah, overestimate. Maybe. Um, um, Salcedo from Brighton coming in. Um, yes, I'm really, I'm really torn about this one though. It's a big price I, tag, isn't it? I take him, but I think the prices that they want, they want near on 100 million, don't they? they I do. just can't yeah. see it. I, I, I'd be very, very wary about paying that much for him. He is uh, worth that to them. You've got to say... He, yeah, he, I, understand, he I understand, but... I think... Yeah. I, I feel like if we bought him for £90 million, I don't feel that we are getting a £90 million player. I think there's other options for less money yeah. that you could possibly get. I, li- I like the, um, the guy from Bayern Munich, Goretzka. Yeah. I think you could get him for like 60, 65 million. Yeah. So, and I trust him more. He's been very consistent. I just, I just not. It, it just seems a lot of money to pay for, for him. I just, I'm not sure. Not sure. And the, the other one they're on about signing is, um, Tyler Adams from Leeds. Yeah. He's, <coughs> he's got claws. He yeah, he has. Relegation clause, I think. He yeah, was rumoured with Villa for the start of the window, yeah. but I think once we feel him and over the line, I, I don't think we've been rumoured with him since. So, so yeah, he's all yours. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 it just seems like another player just to add to players that we already got. I, the thing is, like seeing some of these youngsters that we've got playing through pre-season I think some of them to me look ready like that Matson, got he looked yeah. really good pre-season and you've, you've also got another centre-back called Humphreys yeah. he, he started three of the pre-season games and I thought again he was he looked really good so I mean I just, I'm not sure about Sarsida I mean if, if, if they got him for like 60 65 then I'd be Happy, but I think they're spending too much. I, it's not. I'm not a fan of it for Morris. So I have to I have to wait and see. But that's um, 
that's our sort of season review, I guess, on our clubs where they fare. Um, yeah. Interesting to see. But um, coming up in part two, uh, we've got some, I guess, season predictions. Yeah, I think with, so. With a few, um, I guess, entertaining things on there as well. I've seen the list that you sent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this pre-season special. Um, Liam was kind enough to uh, do most of this, to be honest with you. Um, You've chosen some season predictions um, and I've gone through the list and I've picked team or player or wild, whatever it was, wild... um, Prediction yeah. of the season, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last I thought, season, I think I didn't. I say that Newcastle would finish in the bottom half. Yes, I did. It, uh, but yeah, I've got. I've gone for something a bit more. Um, yeah, a bit more. It could happen. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so, I, I thought. Well, it worked so well last year. I thought I'll, what I'll do is I'll save these. If we make our predictions now, I'll save these. And then in the last episode of the series this year, we'll run through them and basically laugh at how little I know about football. But I was relatively accurate last year. Um, mine, wasn't. mine was really yeah. bad. Really my, bad. My wild card was, was left to finish actually in the bottom five, I think I said. Um, I should have gone all in and gone for relegation, but I didn't. I chickened out. Um, so hopefully this year I can make amends for it. But um, but yeah, shall, shall we start from the top, Chris? Yes. The main. Yes. Who who will be champions this season? I have gone with the same as last season, and that was Manchester City. Yes, and uh, um, I've already made my predictions as well, and I've also gone for Man City. It's quite hard to see anyone. I think. Toppling them, I think. I think um, uh, it might be close, but you know, Arsenal have had a good window. Liverpool, maybe. You know, they hit some good form at the end of last year. Can't see Man City. The gap will be bigger this season. You're going for a big. It was quite big in the end this year, I think, yeah. wasn't it? I, I think. I don't think we'll see like what we saw last season, where it was like an Arsenal will they, won't they? I, I don't think. I think by March next, yeah, I think they'll be almost there. Are we at risk of becoming like a league fun for France with just one team dominating? I just don't. I I just think their their spine to their team is is. I don't think anyone's actually comes close to the league. <laughs> if I'm honest, yeah. Well, let's go to the other end. Let's pick a team to be relegated. Who? I, I've, I've put this, and I, I feel bad. I've put Luton. I just, I just don't. I, I've, I've. This is no disrespect to them, but the money that that they haven't spent. I mean, <laughs> it's just. 
I mean, Fulham went for it, you know, for a few times. They've gone for it, and it, I know it's backfired, but they've. It seems like they've been really cautious. Mm. I, I just think that they haven't bought enough players in, and even the players that they have bought in haven't. I don't think are yeah. enough. I don't. But, I but just. I, people, it, I feel bad. No, we we Luton have signed uh, one, two, three, four, five. They signed seven players, but they are Ryan Giles, who I've never seen play footballs and undisclosed me. Tahiz Chong from Birmingham for four million, uh, who has been quite good in the Championship, but it will be interesting to see him take this. Mads Anderson from Barnsley for an undisclosed fee. Um, League One player. Uh, yeah, must have been from League One last season. Uh, Nakamba, we mentioned signing from Villa. Uh, Chidozi Ogbene from Rotherham was free. Uh, Issa Kabore from Manchester City on loan. He's obviously never played a game for Man City. And then Thomas Kaminsky from Blackburn for two and a half million. There's, there's no experience no. in that team at all. No, there's not much Premier League experience other than Nakamba having a you know a, a, a squad player role at Villa. They not should, really what they much. should have done, what they should have done is they should have looked at all the players that were getting released by Premier League clubs last season and Scott just Hall. bought three or four of them because they need yeah. experience in that thing. They got no experience really. I mean, the Camber's played a handful of games for you, hasn't he? But yeah, I mean, it just, it, I've yeah. I feel bad for saying it because you know in the championship they've been you know they they've been they look so good in the championship but I just I think this is a step too much for them. Yeah, I I understand it, but I I've gone for Bournemouth to go down this year. Um, Luton would have been probably what I mean. I think Luton are the option that a lot of people are going to take. I've decided against. Which we will come on to a little bit later uh, in some other predictions. Um, but I went for Bournemouth mostly because their transfer window has been busy. They've signed a few people, and similar to what you said about Luton, really, there's just not much Premier League experience in there. No. I think they've lost a big player. So Jefferson Lerma's left who I thought was really good for them last season. He's gone for free to Crystal Palace. And I don't really see where they're going to replace him. So they've signed Roman Favre. I've mullered that pronunciation. Roman Favre Favre from Leon. Justin Cliver from Roma, who is obviously son of Patrick Cliver. He looked like quite a raw talent even when he was at Ajax. And he's never really gone on to prove himself. Hamed Traore from Sassuolo, £20 million. Could be amazing. I've no idea. Um, and then he's Milos good on my Kepa. football manager. Is he good on football? Well, that's he's, what he's I, in my Bournemouth squad in football manager. Is he? Yeah. That is what I tend to go sign in. Milos Kerkes is the other one who, who I've seen on football manager. He's not been bad, but he is very young. Mm. Uh, and they signed him for just over £15 million. Bournemouth. Bournemouth have a habit of 
than people wrong. So I'm sure I'll be proven wrong at the end of the season. Well, they but... they they would be in my bottom three if I'm honest. Yeah, they would be. So I I think so. Um, yeah, I do think so. I, I mean, they've they've sent that favour back out on loan. By the way, I think I forgot to add that in. So they bought oh, him <laughs> twelve million from Leon, or well, twelve point eight million from Leon, and then they've loaned him out to Lorient. So um, he won't oh, favour. So four track. The, the other one they've made is Ion Radu from Inter Milan on loan. Um, he's a so defender, isn't he, Radu? I think he's a defender. I, 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 I believe so. But yeah, that's that's why I've sort of gone for them to go down. I don't think they've got yeah. much experience in that squad. I think they looked at... They, they only really survived last year because there were three teams that were worse than them. And I think it's going to be a struggle again. If, if they don't go down, I think they'll be close. So I've gone for them to get relegated. Um, from getting relegated to someone who you think might overachieve this season. So who have you gone for the biggest overachieve? Uh, you'll be up here. You'll be happy. Go on then. I've put, put Villa. I've put Villa. Oh, wonderful. Now there are... There are a few reasons, but the standout reason is, is the form that you had in the second half of the last season under Emery. Um, I think if I think the form table put you in second, I think second half of the season, I think you were second, maybe third. But I can see you. I can see you finishing. Oh, in 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 a high position. Yeah, I honestly think you'll okay. be in top six. I'll take I will take that happily. Um, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it'll seem like I'm bragging. But um, the, my biggest overachiever, I think, might surprise a few people. I've actually gone for Everton, who I think most people will have as being near relegation again. Um, the reason I've gone for them is. Dice kept them up last season by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. And it looks like they've learnt a little bit from their mistakes of just paying way over the odds for mediocre talent. And instead, they've decided to buy absolutely nobody. Um, <laughs> they've just they've they bought a couple of players. I'll, I'll maybe exaggerate a little bit. So Ashley Young went to Everton. Um, and they've also signed Arno Danjuma on loan. So they've spent no money. They've got a lone player and they've bought Ashley Young for free. Um, but I just think that Dice has got history of working on no budget, getting the best out of what's there, motivating yeah. players. And I have a feeling that if they can start well in the first few games, especially at home, the fans will be behind them. And I could see them avoiding a relegation battle this year. Uh, maybe that's the kiss of death for them. But... I've okay. personally got them to, to on the table where I think most people haven't done. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. They're down. Um, so, who do you think are going to be the biggest underachievers? This is going to seem like I'm crapping on them as well. I've put Tottenham. <laughs> nice. I, I just... I think that this is going to go one or two ways to Tottenham this season. I mean, if they lose Kane, I mean, they are in... Yeah. They are in... Because they won't be able to replace him like for like. There's no doubt about that. They will not be replacing him like for like. Um, 
you've got they've got Son who can score goals. He's a proven goal scorer, but he is hit. He was hit and miss last season. He, he relies a lot on the link up with Kane as well. Yeah, I think both each other. I think yeah. I think if he does go, they are going to they they'll struggle. They'll finish eight or below. Yeah, but even with Kane, I still don't. I still don't think they're going to be that great. If I'm honest, I just they. I, I just. I don't, I don't know really. I just think that they're hit and miss, and without Kane, they are in big trouble. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, harsh, harsh. But I, I get where you're coming from. I do, um, and I think you know, with an unproven manager as well, Postecoglou might, might be great. You, you can never tell with the manager that comes from Celtic because either either way they're gonna the worst they can finish with Celtic. Let's face it, is second. Um, and if they win the league with Celtic, they could be brilliant. It, they could be just a normal average manager. You never know. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. My underachiever, um, it's in in the spirit of crapping on rivals, I've gone for Wolves because. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at transfers in. So they've got Matt Doherty back from Atletico Madrid for free. They've signed Bubakar Traore from Mets for £9.5 million, And they've signed someone called Tom King from Northampton for free. Lovely. Um, fine in itself if they hadn't have sold Ruben Neves, Raul Jimenez and Nathan Collins. Probably the spine of their team. Um, they got a lot of money for them. Neves nearly fifty million. Nathan Collins has gone for twenty three million, um, and Jimenez just for five and a half million. Uh, they've also got seven and a half for Connor Cody as well, who was I know he was on, on loan at Everton last season, but yeah. personality he was club captain at Wolves, uh, and they just don't seem to have spent it yet. Uh, they may well do between now and the start of the season, um, but I think they're big losses, and that's not even taken into to account, Jao Martino, he's left for free. Diego Costa's left for free. Um, yeah, I just I think Wolves sort of laboured to uh, really average mid-table finish last season, and I just don't think they strengthened at all this season. So I think it could be a long season for them. Um, so that I've gone for them as my biggest underachiever. Um, next one's a fun one. Make me a wild prediction, Chris. Oh, God, this is not going to look good. Um, Postioglu to be sacked before Christmas. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not saying any more. Yeah, no. You fair. can do yours. Um, well, mine, yeah, this is going to sound familiar, Chris. I've gone for Newcastle to finish mid-table. <laughs> oh, God. And I've I've added to that and I've said that the Saudi investment fund are going to leave so they can focus on the the Saudi Premier League. Um, I don't know why. I had to come up with something absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I, I'm basing this off absolutely no fact whatsoever. But Newcastle's signings are all going to fail. Eddie Howe's going to get sacked. Newcastle are going to finish in the mid-table at best. And the owners are going to say they've had enough. So... Yeah. Wild. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It, it is a wild prediction for a reason. Um, next one. Another wild prediction. Chris, where are Chelsea going to finish this season? Third. You've won third. Third, yeah. Interesting. So you're I, backing 
Uh, you're back in pots. Yeah. Back yeah. Champions League. Yeah. Interesting. I've gone fourth. Yeah, so I, I, I said anywhere in the top six, I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but, not too far off each other, just purely because I think you've got the right manager in place now, and I think you've made some good signings. You've already got a sort of young base to the squad there. Yeah. Um, I just think you need to kick out a lot of the dead first, um, and that's going to be his main job. But yeah, I think fourth is definitely achievable this season. Um, it can't get any worse, can it? Let's be honest. Um, now it's your turn to do my team. Where do you think Villa are going to finish? Fifth. I said they finished top six as well. So I I just think you'll be there or thereabouts. I couldn't couldn't decide fourth, fifth or sixth. I just went in the middle and did fifth. I'm just just fine, just because I want to know a little bit of detail around it. So you've obviously got Chelsea finishing third. You've got Man City winning the league. Who are the other two that have finished? That's a very good question. It's just not on the list. <laughs> no, it's not. It isn't on the list. I am putting you on the spot. Uh, I I would I would say second Liverpool. Yeah. Fourth Man United. No, okay, fair enough. So we're finishing and ahead. Arsenal sixth. I haven't we're got finishing ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, I haven't got I haven't got Newcastle in the top six. Head of Arsenal. Head of Newcastle, head of Spurs. It's going to be a good season. I've gone seventh. I've gone seventh because it's an improvement on last year, and it still qualifies us for Europe. And because I don't want to get too excited, the last time <laughs> when it happened, Martin O'Neill resigned. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go with seventh position because I think we've uh, we've had a decent transfer window, so I think it's enough to improve us. Um, next one, who? Who is going to finish the highest out of the promoted teams? I don't know about you, but I thought this was quite quite an easy one. Uh, I put Burnley. Interesting. So, no, just because you've answered that, no, it's not an easy one for me. Sorry. No. What, I, what, I, what makes I, Burnley? I just, I just think that they, they were so good in the championship last season. I just think they're, they're better than, than the other two teams. I think Vincent Company looks like a really good manager. I think Burnley will finish 11th or 12th. Ooh, I'm going to put that in brackets. 11th or 12th. Yeah. That, that is a bold claim. That could have been your wild prediction. I'd um, put Tottenham one in there. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. It would have been bolder if you'd have said Tottenham to actually win something. That would have been a very wild prediction. No, that's, <laughs> that's just not happening. That's just, yeah. that's just stupid. I don't yeah. want to make myself look stupid again. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, I've gone for Luton to finish the highest of the promoted teams, Chris. I know you've got them as favourites to go down. The reason, the reason I've done this, I know what you're saying about transfers. I get that. But I've just got a feeling that no team is going to enjoy playing at Kenilworth Road. And I think their home form is going to be as good as anyone. I genuinely think... I, I had it as my world prediction that they'd go unbeaten at home. I don't think they're going to go and beat them at home. But I think they'll pick up points from some big teams um, playing at Kenilworth Road. And I think they're going to finish... I don't think they're going to finish in the top half or anything, but I think they'll be relatively comfortable in sort of 40, 50, something like that. I think they'll survive by quite a way. 
Um, and then next year might be a bit of a struggle. But I actually had Burnley as my weaker of the three teams. Oh, right. I don't know why. Um, I'm not too sure. I just think Sheffield United, they've sort of been around recently, done pretty well. Like I, I mean, like they finished. When did they finish? Was it eighth when they were in the Premier League first time back? Something like that. It was in the top half. Um, and they kept quite a few of those players. Burnley have had a bit more turnover, so I guess, I don't know, I just sort of envisage them um, to be the worst of three. But who knows? Pure guesswork. Um, who is going to be top scorer? Harlan. Yeah, I've written it. That's actually the first one that we agree on, Chris. I was going for, for Erling Haaland as top scorer. bit more difficult then. Who's going to be the first manager to be sacked? I think I know yours. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, it's no. not. I think, I think this guy might get sacked before. Go on, then. David Moyes. Oh, we've agreed on two. I've gone for Moyes as well. It's not looking good for him, is it? No. I, I just... I just... I don't know. I just think that this season... I think they're going to struggle again this season. And... I think they'd have, they'll have enough and they'll be off. Got a lot of money to spend, but they've not spent any of it. I don't think they've spent any at all, have they? No. No. So they've got £105 million for Bryce and they've got £27.5 million for Skamaka. I know they're trying to get more price, aren't they? But I think Southampton are digging their heels in over the price. So. Yeah, I, I agree. So I've gone David okay. Moore. Um, who is the best signing of the summer? Hey. <laughs> I, I'm going for Nicholas Jackson from Chelsea. Interesting. He has looked really good. I think I, I think for thirty million in this climate, I can see him getting fifteen plus goals in the league. Yeah, and I think it's someone that we desperately needed. We needed a goal scorer and this guy looks like he's gonna get quite a few, so that's why. Just noted that in bracket. Oh my god, there's a lot of brackets. <laughs> um, um I mean for a similar reason actually, I've gone for Yuri and Timber because oh, from Arsenal, I, yeah. he's international in a good side. He's looked good for Ajax for a couple of years now. I think he'll fit well into the Arsenal side, he can play in about 20 positions. Uh, so for 30 something million, I just think that's an absolute bargain. Um, and I think he's going to be quite a consistent player for them this season. Um, but from the best signing, who do you think is going to be the worst signing? I have put this, this is down to price, and I just don't understand where he, would, where he fits in. I've gone for Kai Havertz. Ooh. And I'm not obviously bitter that he's left. I've already said previously in this podcast, I'd never understood where his best position was. I don't think he knows where his best position is. He's definitely not an out-and-out striker, I can tell you that. Yeah. And yes, he missed a few good chances yesterday against Man City as well. So I've gone for him purely that they paid that much for him. And I just don't think they'll get a good enough return. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. If there's anyone that's going to know about Havertz, it's going to be a Chelsea fan. So, um, 
we'll, we will wait and see. Um, I have gone for, I was torn between two, and I'm still not sure which one it's going to be. I'd originally put Sandra Tanali because yeah. my wild was Newcastle to finish in the mid-table. But I actually rate him. He's looked good, albeit in Serie A, and I know they're very differently. That's not to say Serie A is awful. It's not. But everything's done at a bit of a different pace. So instead, I'm going to put him into second, and I'm going to say Rasmus Hoyland, purely because... Oh, you're going to... And no one's going to like that. Yeah, he's not actually scored that many goals, I don't think. And that's 70-odd million on what Man you were hoping is clearly going to be the next Harlan. No, no he's, not. he's got a lot. <laughs> he's, not. he's not. He's <laughs> not. No. So I'm going to go Hoyland just again, similar to you. The price tag I think was ridiculous. Just, Someone as inexperienced as him. I'll give you um, an insight into. I saw a stat that Jorginho has is quicker than him. Basically, their top wow. speeds. Jorginho has a higher top speed than what he had. In Serie A last season. So, Hoyland last season, just um, for anyone who doesn't follow Serie A, scored nine goals in 32 games at Atalanta. Um, and then before that, he scored nine goals in 18 games in the Austrian Bundesliga. And then before that, he scored zero goals in 19 games in the Danish Superliga. Albeit, he is only 20, which mm. is fair. You know, he's only been a professional since 2020. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's been playing in the first team relatively regularly since he was about sixteen, seventeen. But it just doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be the prolific striker that Man United need. And I just don't understand that they've got Rashford, who's just come off his best scoring season. So yeah, that's why I've made him the worst signing of the of the summer, certainly so far. Anyway, um. We've got some more fun ones, if you think we've got time to run through them, Chris. I don't yeah, know. I can run through them quickly if you want. So who, I've, I've asked you to pick one team to be promoted from each division. I didn't know how far down divisions you wanted me to go, so I've done quite a few. Down to League 2, um, but yeah, feel free to go further if you've got... Okay, okay so Championship, I've got Leicester. Yeah, same. Uh, League 1, I've got Bolton. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, League two, I've got MK Dons. Okay, so we've we've got two of the same three there. I've gone for MK Dons as well, and I've gone for Leicester. But I've opted for Barnsley, not just because they yeah, were yeah. at the weekend, but I do genuinely think they were unlucky not to go up last year, um, and they've received quite a bit of money actually over the summer. Um, so I, I imagine that they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, We've also got the usual Yeovil prediction. How are they going to get on in the National League South? Am I correct, Chris? That's Not right, sure. yeah. How, how are they getting on this year? They, lo- they lost on Saturday. <laughs> they did. Yes. Yeah. First game. Uh, I, still think, I still think they'll go out. You, I've put second, yeah. Okay, I've gone top four. I, I think they'll finish fourth. Um just because I had to pick a number at random and I thought they'd be near the top. I don't know any other team from that league, really. So, um, Finally, final prediction. After Tom Brady's taken a stake in Birmingham City, who is going to be the next American to buy into a British club? Any Elon, idea? Elon Musk. 
Elon Musk. Yes. Who's Elon Musk buying? He is going to buy his own team. He's going to call them. He's going to call them X. Nice. Not even XFC. No, just Just X. X. They're going to play. Elon Musk. Yeah. He's going to work him up. I don't know. He might. He. It just seems like he's going to put his hand in somewhere. I'm not sure where, but it's the kind of thing he'd do. Yeah, I can imagine. I've gone for Zac Efron to buy Forest Green Rovers because he's all about the environment. I thought, why not? Forest Green love renewable energy, and vegan burgers. It's I... the kind of thing Zac Efron would do. Am I right in thinking they replaced the woman that was in charge there? Yes, yeah, she was in charge for I think the grand total of one preseason game. Was, was this like a PR thing or something? I or? think I think she was in temporary charge after Ferguson left, um, but I'm guessing people wanted her to get the job properly, and they've said no. It's a bit suspicious. It's <laughs> like. It was like a big thing about her being the first female manager, and then literally like two, three days later, they're like, "Oh, we we've got a new manager." I'm thinking, well, didn't, didn't they just yeah. do a whole thing on you guys getting a female manager? <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Never um, mind. Yeah, they didn't get off to a good start at the right. season. They lost at the weekend as well. Um, I finally have a guest the eleven just to yeah. end the podcast. If you wanted to do one, yeah, yeah. So I, I started the season last year with one of these and then never did another one again. So you might actually get a few more this season. Um, so you've got one life, so you can either get a guess wrong or I can tell you the answer of a specific position of your choice. If you guess a, an oncoming substitute, I'll give you another free go. So you've basically got to guess the start in 11 for... England against Greece on Saturday the 6th of October 2001 and if you're thinking what it's the game where a certain someone scored a last minute free kick do you remember the game Chris? I remember the game so that's the game you've got to guess England starting 11 from that day you have one life where you can either get a guess wrong or I can tell you (laughs) A specific position. Right. Can I run through a few that I probably know straight away, or have I got to do position first? Oh, uh, you can run through. Okay. Who you want. Okay. Well, I'll go for the obvious one because he scored. <laughs> David Beckham. David Beckham is correct. Uh, I will say. I'd say Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Ashley Cole. Yeah. That's three. Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand is four. Uh, Paul Scholes. Correct. That is five. Uh, Robbie Fowler. Correct. That is six. Uh, I th- yeah. Just trying to think about the game. Just before you started this, I thought seven would be a very. How many have I got? You're on six already. Uh, and I've, I've got, got a lifeline. <laughs> have a lifeline so I can give you 
Tell me the other striker. The other striker for number seven was Emil Heskey. Um, so missing goalie, centre back, and a winger, and I have I said Rear Ferdinand. You have, yes. I just goes Gerard. Correct. Eight. Well done. I'm. <laughs> My, I, I think I've, sque- I've squeezed as much out of her because the goal, the goalkeeper. I just got a feeling that David Seaman wasn't playing. I, 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 I don't know about. The, I've got eight, haven't I? You've got eight. Yeah. Do you want to take a stab in the dark? I'll, I'll guess one more. Andy Cole? Well, Andy Cole came on as a sub. So oh, right, that's fine. But, yeah. I am... Um, who would have been playing at centre-back with me if I like, It would have been John Terry. I don't know if Tony... Tony Adams? Unlucky. You're uh, a, uh, is, uh, the other, uh, Arsenal centre back. You were right, it wasn't David Seaman yeah, in goal. Remember, it was, I, yeah, it was, it was Nigel Martin. Oh my god. The only other one that you didn't get, who I always forget played so many times for England was Nick Barmby. Oh, bloody hell, never would have... Getting left of midfield um, with Beckham on the right and Stolz and Gerrard in the middle. Not a bad midfield, that, really. And then subs that came on, you you already guessed Andy Cole. Uh, Teddy Sheringham came on and scored the other England goal that day. Uh, and Steve McManaman was the other sub that came on. So, um, no Michael Owen, no Frank Lampard. I mean, Owen would have been playing by then, so I don't know why he wasn't in the team that day. Maybe he was out injured. Strange, yeah. Um, yeah, Lampard maybe a little bit too young. I think he maybe just about made his debut by then. But, um, I mean, Scholes and Gerrard aren't too bad players to put in instead, are they? So, um, but yeah, well done. I genuinely thought seven was going to be a great score, so to get eight is pretty impressive. So, well done. There's- how about this? Was was Charles Stairs playing for for Greece? Uh, let me have a. The only other one I know was Davies 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 Davies. The only two I would have I remember from back then. Uh, I swear it's like Charles Stairs or something. So yeah, Davies 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 so, um, players that you might know, uh, Nicopolidis, I don't know whether you remember him in goal. Uh, Davies Asi, correct. Theo Zagarakis, formerly of, uh, um, Leicester. Leicester. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely right. He scored that day in the 36th minute. And George Oscaragunis, 
and then uh, I don't really recognise any other players apart from Nikos Maklas came on as a sub, who I think had some time in this country, and Basilis Lakis, I think. Uh, but other than that... Just post- reading some just- stats about this game. Yeah. Apparently, Teddy Sharon's goal was the quickest ever scored by a substitute. 15 seconds. Well, there you go. And apparently, this is, this David Beckham's free kick was, this is arguably the most famous goal in English history. I mean, I'd argue the fourth goal of the World Cup in 66. It says David Beckham's cannon of a free kick. It wasn't really a cannon, was it? He deserved top corner. Yeah, clearly, wasn't it? We, we did win that. We won the group, didn't we? Because Germany says here Germany drew with Finland nil nil. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I think I'm looking at the same notes as you. It was Nick Barnby, Andy Cole, and Steve McManaman's last cap for England. Um, clearly, the manager wasn't happy that day. Well, the um, manager was Fingor and Eriksson, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Right. We're there. We're there. So that's it for the preseason special. Um, I think the new series. I think we're going to wait, aren't we, for a couple of weeks in? Get a few games. Um, get a few games in, and then uh, yeah, we'll be back for a new series. Anything else, Liam? Nothing else from me. Oh, oh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>